0: I am not and never have been a corporate officer, director, managing agent, member, or employee of Watchtower. I do not direct and have never directed the day to day operations of Watchtower. I do not answer to Watchtower. I do not have and never have had any authority as an individual to make or determine corporate policy for Watchtower or any department of Watchtower. Watchtower does not have. And never has had any authority over me. I do not supervise or work for, and I have never supervised or worked for, the Watchtower Legal Department or the U.S. Service Department. Governing Body Member Garrett Loesch. And what makes this statement in this legal document most fascinating is he is correct. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. I remember the first time I read that statement made by a member of the Governing Body, and I said to myself, that's how they're going to play it. You see, the Watchtower is trying its best to distance the Governing Body from the Watchtower. It's kind of interesting because it actually goes back over 20 years ago. In the 80s and the 90s, the Watchtower started producing a number of articles that dealt with child abuse. They dealt specifically with abuse that was found in religious denominations. And they came down hard. Circuit overseers and at that time, district overseers and other elders and speakers would often invoke how other denominations had pedophiles. They would talk about the priests and the pedophiles. Well, the Watchtower had a little hidden secret, and that was those same attorneys and lawyers who was turning their attention at that time to the Catholic Church, they would eventually turn their attention to the Watchtower. And so back in the late 1990s, the Watchtower Legal Department realized just how serious this problem was. They realized the tremendous potential financial impact that the society's hidden database of pedophiles could prove to be in a court system. And a decision was made during the late 90s to remove the governing body off every single corporate entity in the organization. You see, what they did in the year 2000, they formed seven new corporations, Yes, people set up corporations for the purpose of hiding who is in control, who actually runs the corporation. I remember in 2000 when I saw the list of the seven corporations, I saw the names of who the directors were. I saw the names of who the officers were. And I just started laughing because I'm thinking to myself, these are all the governing bodies, right-hand men. So in stating that he doesn't run the day-to-day operations, it's true, I pick the people who do. When he states that he doesn't supervise, no, but they report to me because they're all elders. The service department and the legal department, these people are under the leadership of the governing body. Let me give you an example that we had in our pre-law class in college. Uh, The example they gave was that of an individual who worked for a corporation And when he left, he had to sign a non-compete clause. So what he did was he set up a corporation and he used the corporation to compete against his former boss. And he was sued. And so he attempted to try to hide behind the corporation because he was the only person who worked for the corporation and it failed. So sometimes trying to hide behind a corporation simply doesn't work. That is known, as we mentioned, as piercing the corporate veil. And so basically the society is gonna try to hide the governing body behind these various corporations by removing their names off them. But time is gonna tell, and we're gonna see what happens in the court system. Corporations are basically formed for three reasons. One, to protect the individual. Two, to protect the assets or the money. And three, they're oftentimes formed to protect who actually controls the company, who's actually running the show. When I read that statement that was a legal document by Loesch, a member of the governing body, I said to myself, (laughs) these guys are good. You see, the wrong question was being asked. See, the question basically was, do you report to the Watchtower Society? Does the Watchtower Society control you? Well, the answer is no. And he was correct. The watchtower does not control me. Jehovah's Witnesses are the masters of semantics. We did a video on how the organization uses the word semantic games. It's known as theocratic warfare. Years ago, the organization made a statement that basically if our enemies don't understand the words that we're using, too bad. The question that needed to really be asked is, do you control the Watchtower? Here's how the organization is set up in its various corporations. The same corporations that all the governing body members were removed as officers and directors. In order to become a voting member, in order to become an officer, in order to become a director of the Watchtower, Bible and Tract Society's various corporations, It requires that you be an elder. And so the question is, who controls the elders? It's the governing body. People often ask, well, suppose some of the people who are running the corporation decide to go rogue and go on their own and start doing things. That cannot happen. If the person is removed as an elder, then he loses his position in the organization's entities and corporations. That's how it's set up. It's the coolest trick in the world. It's really the hand behind the scenes. The governing body, at the end of the day, they control the organization. They control the corporations. The corporations do not control them. And when you read his comments in this legal document, it is being answered from the side of, does the corporation dictate and control you? No, it doesn't. But they definitely dictate and control these various corporations. And this is what they're gonna try in this legal case. They had been planning for this and recognized that this day was coming. On August the 14th, the state of New York revised its laws in the area of child abuse. They lifted what has often protected individuals and organizations for years. It is called the statue of limitations. In other words, if you don't go to the police, if you don't find out about what I have done before a certain amount of time, I'm a free man. Well, we now live in a culture that has changed. The entire world's view is changing in a lot of areas. And one of these areas is how people view child molestation. Legislative bodies all across the country are going back and looking at what they are seeing. Think about this. A child is molested at the age of seven the state may allow five years for them to actually have the opportunity to file a grievance. In five years, this child is 12 years old. They have realized that the time for these individuals to make these claims needed to be extended because it's typically in their later years in life that they begin to have the tremendous impact of what happened to them when they were a child. And so state legislators are making arrangements by passing laws that reverse the statute of limitation, extend the statute of limitations. And now the state of New York has done just that. They are now being provided with one year to state their case. Now, a lot of people wonder, will this bring the society down to its knees? And you'll get various views from one position all the way to the other position. We don't know. But we do know one thing. Cases of people who were abused, cases that were mishandled, will now come to the fore. The most important thing the society has been able to cultivate over all these years is their brand. And now people will have the opportunity to see another side of their brand. Over the years we have seen how the society has tried to distance themselves from this issue. For example, At one time in the organization, a man who was accused of pedophilia, he could actually be reappointed as an elder. They had a process that was known as living it down. In other words, if enough time had passed, this person could actually be reappointed as an elder in the congregation again. Well, that created a problem. Because that meant that once again, the Watchtower had individuals who had been involved in pedophilia on the ticket. And so what did they do? A decision was made that anyone, anyone who had ever had this issue in their background could no longer serve as an elder. I remember this so vividly because there was an elder in our other congregation, the sister congregation that met in our hall. He was removed because of that. I've had the opportunity to speak to people who've indicated that there were actual elders who called to Bethel, literally crying, begging, brothers, I've changed my life. I've changed my life. I'm not involved in such things. And the society said, we don't care. We got to get you off our docket, because what would have happened is the society realized that they would have had elders still serving as elders who had this in their background. And so now they can make the statement proudly. You know, we don't have any elders who have this in their background. Well, yes, we know now because the law was coming after you. Think about this. If the law had never changed, if the law had never started coming out through the watchtower, these same men would still be elders. Isn't that amazing? Is it not amazing that it actually took Satan's government to put pressure on God's organization to do the right thing. Which is it? The tail is wagging the dog or the dog is wagging the tail? The society began to make a number of moves that would help protect them. They went so far as to cut all ties with the appointment of elders themselves. For years, all elders were appointed through the service department. In fact, it was done in such a manner that it was often said they've been appointed by the governing body. Well, why? Well, the governing body oversees the service department. But now the governing body is no longer associated with the Watchtower Society. They are separate. They are hoping that they can use this method that they have taken by setting up these corporations and getting all the governing body members off the corporation's titles and paperwork. They're hoping that this will spare them. Time will show whether or not this new technique that they're trying is actually going to work. The lawsuits are coming. Think about this. This is just one state. There are 50 states. There are 50 attorney generals who will be looking at what happens in the state of New York. And this is just the beginning. The Watchtower has boots on the ground in over 200 nations around the world. 200 nations. This is just the beginning. This is the day that the Watchtower Legal Department has dreaded. I mean, these guys have dreaded this day, and now it's here. And now we're gonna see what happens. The documents that the society has These things, because we now have all kinds of new laws that deal with privacy, the society has been losing issues involving the clergy. With all the new laws that we see are being passed, the society will struggle to hold on to those documents, those names, those dates, those people who have been involved in the issue of pedophilia. You know, here in Washington, D.C., ever since the Watergate trials, there's always been like a little phrase and you'll hear the news people often use it. They basically ask like three questions when issues come up. The first question they ask is, who knows about it? The next question is, when did they know? And the third question, what did they do once they found out? Depending on how these questions are answered, often determines if you go to jail or not, if you're gonna have legal problems or not. Because the question of who knows it is very important. When corporate legal departments of an organization know something, what do they do about it? When do they know about it? Those questions have to be answered. And today we are now living in an environment where people have reached the point where a lot of things that were hidden, kept underneath the covers, not anymore. People have reached a point in their lives, I'm not taking them no I'm not taking it no more. When you look at the names of those individuals who are now the directors and the officers of these new corporations, they were handpicked. Every single person who was on the list of who will be running these various corporations were all hand-picked by the governing body. Nobody was selected who did meet the approval of the governing body. Now what does that mean? Well, in practical terms, it means that they will carry out the wishes of the governing body without the governing body's name appearing on any document. It's simply amazing. This is the approach that the society is going to try to take. They're going to try to take and distance the governing body from anything to do with Watchtower and its various corporations. Yet the very people who are in charge of these corporations are handpicked by the governing body. It's almost like the Politburo and existed in the Soviet Union. They just simply will rubber stamp whatever the governing body wants. But on paper, in legal terms, their names won't show up. And so it's, a, it's an interesting trick that they're going to try. And there have been other people who have tried this. Other individuals have set up corporations and they didn't want themselves to be identified as running the corporation. And they have ran into problems. And so we're going to see, is this the same issue that the society is going to run into? Because they're going to try it. Now, you can see from the statement of the governing body member, that's how they're going to play this. We have nothing to do with the Watchtower. It operates totally separate from us, even though we handpicked every single man who's on those corporations. And they're our best friends. You know, when I I think about it, it, it takes me back to one of our elder schools where we were asked by the instructor, he said, I need for you to write the following information in the margin, in our own handwriting. And these all alluded to or dealt with, give the appearance, give the appearance that no one influenced your thinking. No one influenced the decision that the body of elders came to. You came to this conclusion independently of anyone. Don't let them know you've got your information from the legal department. Don't let them know you got it from the service desk. That's why on the service desk, they will not give you the name of the brother you speak to on the desk. You will not be quoting him, but yet you will be carrying out his wishes. And I thought of the same thing about these Individuals who were selected as officers and directors. These men are basically being set up as the fall guy. But because of a witness loyalty to the organization, they will fall on their sword obediently. It is simply amazing when you look at how this organization is put together. And that's really what this whole thing is about. They set these corporations up, distance the governing body. They're going to let others be the fall guy. The circuit overseer, he'll be the fall guy for the elders who they appoint that have problems. The governing body, our hands are clean of any corporate policies and directives. Well, legally, technically, yeah. But at the end of the day, in reality, it's not. They'll be pulling the strings. And the reason why, as we mentioned before, You cannot serve on these corporations unless you are an elder. And believe me, if the governing body wants you removed as an elder, it won't take much effort. And at that point, you're no longer qualified to be on any of the corporations. So at the end of the day, they do control because over the head hangs your eldership. At all times, the governing body holds your eldership. So the fact that their name is not on any piece of paper, any legal document, means nothing in reality. And the question is, will this approach, will this technique stand up in court? In legal terms, it is known as piercing the corporate veil. And that's what the society is gonna try to do, hide the governing body behind the veil of corporations. It's just ironic how they wrote all those articles about other denominations and how they fell short in the area of child abuse. And now what do we see? we see they're being brought up on the same charges. As I mentioned, over the years, the Watchtower has changed its policies, how it's going to handle child abuse. Is it not sad that once again, it took Satan's governments, Satan's laws to make them do what is right? That is absolutely amazing. Here you have God's organization being forced, kicking and screaming to do what is right. This will be a very interesting time to watch, to see what happens. For some people who are currently Jehovah's Witnesses, this will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Religious belief systems die hard. There will still be people who, despite whatever they see, whatever they hear, they will believe exactly what the society will say. We are being attacked. Satan is out to get us. We're living deep in the last days. Let's not get it twisted. The Watchtower broke the law. And now the time has come to be accountable for it. And that's what we're seeing. What will happen in the coming years will be absolutely fascinating. We see how the Watchtower has been selling properties at a breakneck pace, banking up money because they knew that this day was probably coming. That is the reason the society is selling all of its properties to pay off lawsuits and to try and bank cash because they know they're going to need it. And today, we see that those floodgates of lawsuits has been opened and it will not close. Believe me, the attorneys around the United States of America, the attorneys around the world, they are not going to stop. They're coming after the Watchtower. And the Watchtower has done it to themselves. They have handled these cases incorrectly. They have hurt people. And then they have told those people, basically, shut up and go and sit down. Well, there's a day of reckoning. And they're going to have it in the court system. And probably the most interesting thing is, is how public this is going to be. You see, that's really been the society's key. They've been able to settle lawsuits, put a gag, and nothing is said, nothing is known, nothing is done. But not this time. People are coming out and they're not using John Doe's many times or Jane Doe's. My name is Larry Johnson, and this is what happened to me. And so we're going to see a conversation that many Jehovah's Witness families are going to have to have. And the conversation will either lead one of two ways. They will recognize society didn't handle this right, or they'll just keep lying to themselves. So the critical thinking question is, where do you stand on this issue? Will you be a person who's honest enough, fair enough to recognize society held this thing wrong? Or will you be the individual who will simply continue to make excuses for wrongdoing? If your family was affected by this pedophilia issue, you now have the opportunity to let your voice be heard. So on what side of the coin will you be on? Hey, this is Lady C. Thank you for tuning in to The Critical Thought. We appreciate having you in our audience. Not only that, but we invite you to subscribe to our channel and be sure to hit that bell so that you can receive notifications when we upload new content. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and give us a thumbs up if you like this video. Thank you for being in our audience. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.